I'll sell it to you for a thousand. That's all I need. She ignored him. They need a third wet boy to make sure it works. Fifty thousand gunders for one kill, Kylar. With that much you can take Eileen and Uli anywhere. You'll have done the world a good turn, and you'll never have to work again. It's just one last job. He wavered for a moment. There's always one last job. I'm finished. This is because of Eileen, isn't it? Mama Kay asked. Mama Kay, do you think a man can change? She looked at him with a profound sadness. No. And he'll end up hating anyone who asks him to. Kylar got up and walked out the door. In the hallway he ran into Jarl. Jarl was grinning like he used to when they were growing up on the streets, and he was up to no good. Jarl was wearing what must be the new fashion, a long tunic with exaggerated shoulders paired with slim trousers tucked into high boots. It looked vaguely Caledoran. His hair was worked into elaborate micro-braids, capped with gold beads that set off his black skin. I've got the perfect job for you, Jarl said, his voice lowered, but unrepentant about eavesdropping. No killing? Kylar asked. Not exactly. Your Holiness, the cowards stand ready to redeem themselves. Verdmeister Neff Dada announced, his voice carrying over the crowd. He was an old man, veiny, liver-spotted, stooped, stinking of death held at bay with magic. His breath rattling from the exertion of climbing up the platform in Cenaria Castle's great yard. Twelve knotted cords hung over the shoulders of his black robes for the twelve shuras he'd mastered. Neff knelt with difficulty and offered a handful of straw to the god-king. God-king Gareth Orsul stood on the platform inspecting his troops. Front and center were nearly two hundred Gravar Highlanders, tall, barrel-chested, blue-eyed savages who wore their black hair short and their mustaches long. On either side stood the other elite Highland tribes that had captured the castle. Beyond them waited the rest of the regular army that had marched into Cenaria since the liberation. Mists rose from the Plith River on either side of the castle and slid under the rusty teeth of the iron portcullises to chill the crowd. The Gravar had been broken into fifteen groups of thirteen each, and they alone had no weapons, armor, or tunics. They stood in their trousers, pale faces fixed, but sweating instead of shivering in the cool autumn morning. There was never commotion when the god-king inspected his troops, but today the silence ached, despite the thousands gathered to watch. Gareth had gathered every soldier possible, and allowed the Cenarian servants and nobles and small folk to watch as well. Meisters and their black and red half-cloaks stood shoulder to shoulder with robed verdmeisters, soldiers, crofters, coopers, nobles, field-hands, maids, sailors, and Cenarian spies. 
The god-king wore a broad white cloak edged with ermine thrown back to make his broad shoulders look huge. Beneath that was a sleeveless white tunic over wide white trousers. All the white made his pallid Caledoran skin look ghostly and drew sharp attention to the veer playing across his skin. Black tendrils of power rose to the surface of his arms. Great knots rose and fell, knots edged with thorns that moved not just back and forth, but up and down in waves, pressing out from his skin. Claws raked his skin from beneath. Nor were his veer confined to his arms. They rose to frame his face. They rose to his bald scalp and pierced the skin, forming a thorny, quivering black crown. Blood trickled down the sides.